Hello and welcome to the Musty Creative Podcast. I am your host, Jesus, and I am joined by my friend and yours, Donatello Antebellum Third. Wow, that's a name. Well, <laughs> thank you for joining us today, even though it's musting here because we've been working too hard. If this is your first time listening to us, we are the Musty Collective and we motivate ourselves to become better storytellers. And today... Yes. We have a femtrepreneur. 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 Yeah, see, I, I, you didn't think I could say it like that. Femtrepreneur, Lejeune Morris, on the show. Whoa, whoa. She's going to tell us all about her new business, Broken Beautiful, which I'm really excited about, and how she's using the platform for storytelling. Yeah, you know, that's one thing in the interview that. We, I think I kind of glossed over, but it is a platform for storytelling. Mm-hmm. But it's a unique kind of it's 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 not what you think it's going to be, which is really cool. Yeah, but you'll have to listen to find out. And you will because now we're going to start the show. Musty Creative, Musty Collective. Today we are welcoming Lejeune Morris to the show. We're very glad to have you on today. Thank you for being on the show with us. Welcome to the Musty Creative Podcast. Nice to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, and as a way of acknowledging the great work that you're doing, which we're going to be talking about a little later, we would like to bestow upon you the title of Musty Creative. Welcome. I humbly accept. (laughs) (laughs) You're definitely a creative person who's persevered, overcome challenges, and is continuing to create regardless of all those obstacles. So thank you for being a musty creative. So before we get into your business, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and how you got to the point you're at now? Well, I'll do my best with that one because <laughs> yeah. I really don't know how I got here. <laughs> and I asked myself that several times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my background is um, in, in counseling. I have a counselor's heart. I think I always knew I wanted to work with um, like with young people or teenagers. You know? So even when I was a teenager, I just really had a heart for like the youth. And so when I finally decided... I wanted to, you know, work with the youth. Counseling just seemed like the best way. I've always been a really great listener. I think I give good advice, but that's up to those who, you know, hear it. <laughs> it's yeah. the perfect, you know, mesh of like all my personality traits and um, a profession. Um, but, uh, you know, we make our plans and God laughs and he, you know, had a different plan in mind. So thankfully I was able to be a counselor for a couple of years, but those were not you know very fulfilling years unfortunately and so during the course of that time i got sick you know um yeah just had a lot of different kind of experiences or you know just left me wondering like is this all there is you know and it really redirected me um in terms of what i wanted to seek like out of life and longest story ever short (laughs) shorter um god put this in front of me um my passion for always working with like you know the marginalized the disenfranchised and being able to not only hear stories but tell them and just in a process of like um, breaking me down and rediscovering myself like broken beautiful was born 
Awesome. As we get into this new business, Broken Beautiful, how, how long has it been since you, you formed the company? Yeah, like I mean, kind of started um, when I was in a doctoral program, another part of my journey. Um, oh, wow. Transformational leadership. And um, we went to Fresno to do an intensive um, where we got to see like you know, the city officials, government, um, just all forms like of the you know, city. The city worked together to basically make Fresno a better place. Like, years ago, I think it was like the number one like crime ridden city in California. And oh, wow. Such great transformative work during that time. And so I got really inspired yeah. when I saw like we went to a coffee shop and a lot of people working there were, you know, like ex-offenders and they're, they're, they're thriving, they're flourishing. And I said, oh my goodness, this would be so great if I could do something like that, you know, at home. And, you know, I've had t-shirt ideas forever. I've yeah. gotten tired of hearing them, you know, right. like, okay, that sounds great. But what are you doing about it? So, <laughs> yeah. So when I went and I went to that city immersion, I just got inspired to create a social enterprise of my own, and that way I could, you know, give back to like to the community and actually be able to employ those who are coming out of prison, um, who are just like struggling to make it, you know, and that way they can have a you know viable life. So, so. no, I've only been in business for like for one year. For one year. <laughs> oh. That's, okay, that's but that's a lot longer than I thought. That's actually really cool, though. Yeah. yeah. Since, like, yeah, I officially launched January of this year. But, yeah, I did, like, you know, all the prep work, because you guys know how much prep goes into it. I started mm-hmm. getting serious about it last year. And when you said doctor, so are you a doctor? You have a PhD? No. So the program was um, it's from Bakke Graduate University, and it mm-hmm. was um, a doctor of transformational leadership. So they are more about urban, like, missiology. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I got, I got sick. And I just kept getting sicker and sicker. And I decided that at some point I said, I took a leave of, mm. um, leave of absence for two years to get well. And um, that just didn't happen. So I had to just make the hard decision to, um, to, to end the program. I, mean, I can always, you know, go mm. back and resume my studies. But yeah. It just wasn't, it wasn't meant for me to push forward. This instead came on my plate and I, and I felt peace about deciding to move forward with building this business as opposed to completing the program. Because like I said, being in education for all those years, I would say school will always be there and I'm a lifelong learner. So if that doctoral program is for me or something else is, then I'll enter into that. But right now I know this is my purpose. This is what I need to be focusing on. Yeah, no, that's understandable. That's understandable. And then how did, um, how did you end up leaning towards fashion? Because there are a lot of ways you could have gone with this idea of like helping people um, restore their lives after being imprisoned or like having these labels put on them. So I was just wondering, like, why did you choose fashion? That's an excellent question. So, um, you know, I've always been like into fashion, I guess. And I know that I personally put a lot of thought into how I put myself out there in the world. Like putting on an outfit (laughs) is not just, you know, like I'm just throwing a shirt and some sweatpants, which I love. And I'm wearing right now like, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite outfit. Nice, nice. You put a lot of thought in how you present yourself into the world. And again, being um, not only a black woman, but also a Christian, you know, we were taught and we were raised to be modest. Right? Mm. You don't go out there showing a lot of skin and this and that. And so when you think about how, what all goes into deciding what we're going to wear, you know, from accessories, from head to toe, literally, it's very intentional. Um, so are the stories that we tell about ourselves. And fashion is a really great way of basically doing both. I mean, we all think about what we wear 
and how we show up in the world so mm-hmm. often. And so we buy funny T-shirts, right? We buy, yeah. you know, we buy <laughs> funny items, right? To say, oh, I love like I love Seinfeld, which I do, or you know, <laughs> comics. And yeah. We rep our favorite. We rep whatever. But I'm thinking to myself. I was thinking to myself, why not rep our own story? You know, that's that's people love doing that, and that's why fashion I think is so popular. So yeah. Yeah, no, that's a super good point. Like, you know, we do put a lot of thought into what we wear. And then that is us telling the world a story visually Mm -hmm. without having to say any dialogue. Like if I wear, like I have this shirt um, with Groot and Rocket from a movie called The Guardians of the Galaxy, people can be like, oh, that's a cool shirt. Where'd you get it from? And I tell this story and I'm a fan of this movie. Yeah, so I totally get that. That's that's such a good point. Mm Mm-hmm. And it starts conversation too, especially when you wear something cool or people don't really know, kind of know what's going on with that. You know, yeah. like it sparks dialogue. You don't just really say something and see something and say, oh, that's cool and just keep moving. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've had like, a, I had a t shirt on and people, one guy stopped me in the store and said, can I take a picture of that? That looks cool. Exactly. And yeah. But also, speaking of everyone has t shirt designs ideas, I just, I just wanted to hit on that. Or you, you mentioned that. And then uh, a line I always like to tell Michelle lately is like, oh, put on a T-shirt because you always come with these like these lines. And I think it's cool now with the way that uh, production works, where in in the past it would be very hard to produce your own fashion. Now the systems have progressed to a point where a lot more people can get involved. So it's kind of cool that we can create our own wear instead of having to deal with what the industry gives us. Exactly. Exactly. And then how has your own um, personal story shaped the messages that you convey through your clothing? Everything I think I've produced or you know, so far, it's just, yeah, it's really personal to me. Everything from run your race. And it's like, it's my one of my life mottos, right? Um, same thing with I woke up. With I woke up and today, I just got tired of, um, you know, just like waiting for fill in the blank, you know, waiting mm. for people pay, to pay my dues and get a full-time job and you know wait for people to acknowledge like how creative or hardworking or wherever I am waiting for a proposal waiting for this waiting mm. for that forget about all that you know I just yeah. <laughs> reached this place in life where I was like no 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 more waiting waiting for life to happen you know to me like no um no secrets for example that's the first shirt I ever made and oh wow that was, just, that was because of my friend um Marville she has really poured into me over the years and um, just no holes barred, just the truth about, you know, being married, being a black woman, black mm. Christian woman who struggles with depression, you know, just someone I can always count on to be authentically herself. Yeah. And um, I was just so inspired by that, that I was like, you know, I'm going to make a shirt with the saying that she always says to me, she's like, hey, no secrets. And so nice. honestly, that's how Broken Beautiful started. Yeah, mm-hmm. just recognize that. No, we all have a story to tell, and it's, and it's worth it's worth telling. There are yeah. times when I know I can be insecure about my own story, but it, it's really cool to to show like every story has value, and every story is worth listening to and gaining something from because everybody is so unique and everyone has their own struggles, and yet it's all universal. Like we're all dealing with the same types of things. Um, so it's just interesting how it's like every story makes a difference to somebody else yeah that's so true mm-hmm. that's a good point you know as believers we you know we know the word says like we overcome by the blood of the lamb yeah. and the word of our testimony and so right. i just really strongly feel that when we don't share our testimony 
we're, we're basically not allowing someone else to overcome. You know, mm. like if we keep that inside, it's, it's preventing someone else's healing and transformation, which is why this, this is why my company exists. You know, my brand exists. Like to, to give people the opportunity to say, hey, there may be shame in your story. You may be still struggling with it. You may not love it. But yeah. it's, it's worth hearing. It's worth sharing. Mm-hmm. Oh, so true. Yeah. And I think with the obviously the, the time that we're living in right now with the, the political unrest and and people demanding change right now, I think overcoming is definitely something that people have to, to think about, right? To think about, you know, the future and, and about and to help them to decide on the decisions for today. So, yeah, no, totally agree with that. Like your overall message um, for your clothing line and the customers that you have and the people that see your brand, what kind of message do you want them to get out of it? Mm. Yeah, to, I mean, to understand, I always say that who, um, like, who we were is, like, is less important than what we are becoming, right? Yeah, mm. That's just the, the bottom line, truly. We have choices to decide to either in the process of transformation, just like a butterfly. I mean, you can't stay in the chrysalis. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you're gonna wrestle in there, you're gonna struggle, but it's gonna drop. You gotta, you gotta get out. You know, and so what happens when you get out? That's what we decide to choose. So I know when it comes to like, you know, especially my own personal story, and then others as well, especially those that are incarcerated, you just feel like a sense of, oh my gosh, like is this my life though? You know, and yeah. you can choose to stay there, you can choose to own it and create something up, something beautiful. Out yeah. of it, you know, out of that brokenness as well. You can stay broken. That's a choice, right? Yeah, I mean, that's never true. A butterfly that doesn't know how to fly, but I don't think all of them fly as well and fly as far as they could. These are personal choices, but yeah, you just, we just we decide what what we, you know what we want to be truly and how we want to be, and that's important. I think that I want to just really convey to people. Yeah, you can choose to stay broken, or you can choose to make something beautiful out of brokenness. And then you said that you wanted um, Broken Beautiful to be a safe space for people. Um, so what do you mean by that exactly? I'll say this. I, you know, really hesitated from joining social media for a really long time because when I was like, you know, younger, I struggled with comparison. And I just, I stopped reading magazines, like fashion magazines, although I really love fashion, just because I was like, this is just not good for my own mental you know wellness health and wellness i need to be able to focus on my own life and love it and so when it comes to sharing people are sharing so much online they're oversharing a lot of times mm-hmm. they, they weren't asked for <laughs> yes. to write to you to comment on everything yeah. you're doing and saying and whatever yeah. and, and truthfully people are given others access to do that if you're posting 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 constantly right and i was like i don't i don't really need that i don't need that in my life i don't think it's really good for health and wellness if i honest and so but what i'm noticing that is really missing that that's always been missing is authenticity vulnerability mm. you know and um someone very rarely will you see someone post a picture of them like you know crying snot faced you know like, <laughs> this is the worst day of my life like everything just seems to be so well curated like oh look at me and day and my beautiful ice cream and this and that and like and those are moments in life yes but that's not life like mm-hmm. yeah not in not not in its totality and so i think it's important for you know for people to be able to show up in their space and say yeah like hey things are sucking right now you know i'm i'm dealing with infertility depression this racism i'm upset you know like um i'm angry 
and to be able to give voice to those things and like and it's and it's all good no one's gonna you know judge you for it no one's gonna like castigate you for it yeah there need there, there's safety in numbers but there's also i feel like safety in just being able to tell the truth hmm. tell the truth without without fear of reprisal you know so that's what i mean lejon why do you think it's important to employ um you know those with colorful histories i i remember i was reading through some of your your answers with your your brand and understanding what your brand is is to be and you mentioned that you want to set up like a social enterprise you want to reach out to those who've been infected who've been affected by the justice system and and employ them like why why do you think that's important because everyone deserves a second chance and i mm -hmm. think there's just still surprisingly so much stigma surrounding those who have like have served time you know mm -hmm. I mean, like they literally have served their time they've paid their debt to society and they're out yeah there's still blocks to them you know being able to to start a new life um it's personal to me because i've served alongside and i've volunteered along people and i've gone to church and done life with those who they have that in their past and they're thriving they're doing phenomenal work they're literature evangelists they're pastors they're business mm. owners you yeah. know, like ceos entrepreneurs as well and so if opportunities keep on being um you know, they're being prevented continuously from having those opportunities we're basically just trying to not only kill their spirit but kill their lives kill their livelihoods and yeah. that's why it's so important for me because again like why would it give people a second chance you know, as a believer, I believe in reconciliation. I believe in restoration, and to be an agent of that is is very important. So, that's that's why they're my focus and my target because they just seem to have so many more barriers, especially after getting out. You would think that's when life, a new life, would begin, and just yeah, it's hard to cross those hurdles without help. Yeah, I, I think I mean we could I I could see us talking for like another hour about this subject about reconciliation and forgiveness and. You know, I, I myself has still struggled with the with the stigma of you know working alongside people who have been in the justice system. Like, it it's not something that we talk enough about in America that we understand enough. Where it was like, well, can we trust them and and blah blah blah. But the whole point of rehabilitation is that they can come back into society. So that's a that's a super good point. I think it per, it permeates not just like people in prison, but I think I've seen it permeate in in fiction and in pop culture and in the media of how we portray these individuals mm -hmm. when they come out, or if they've done something, there's nothing they can do to reconciliate that, um, to, to come back and have some kind of small life to themselves that they can own in, in a free a free society. So it, it's a huge topic. And I, you know, I think it's great that you wanna do this because that is one of the biggest hurdles if you wanna, if you wanna come back into society and have your own um, you know, just have your own life, you need a job. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I think that's one thing that people don't understand. Like you want these people to come back and to be, you know, people who help and contribute positively to society, but you won't hire them. I mean, what mm -hmm. do you expect them to do? Exactly. And, you know, and when I worked as a counselor at Trade Tech, I think that's when I had my aha moment. Mm -hmm. I they have a large um, reentry population. And I noticed they were coming out there were so many barriers to what kind of programs they would pursue. However, the staff there are so committed to finding them trades or finding them, you know, um, different kinds of careers that wouldn't, their, their background wouldn't be an issue. And it's even less, 
you know, so now because of like the different laws that have been implemented. Yeah. But when you're able to get a job and find a new profession or even become an entrepreneur, look for yourself, like mm-hmm. you're opening up new doors of possibilities, education make and support. It makes all the difference. Oh, yeah. And not everyone could come out to be Martha Stewart, but that's a whole nother subject. But yeah, Martha Stewart. Yeah. It felt like it was like a benefit for her to go to prison, but that's a whole nother subject. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got, I, I got, yeah, that's a whole nother subject, but you know. Um, but are there are there other areas of this or other industries that you hope to explore in in the future when it, when it comes to your your purpose for Broken Beautiful? Yeah, I mean, when I think when I first started out, I've always admired um, homeboy industries, homeboy homegirl industries, other mm. boiled. And um, and prison fellowship volunteered yeah. um, in the prisons for them. So my initial goal was to kind of be, um, have have the both meet, have the two meet, and that's what broken beautiful would be. I'd love to, you know, at some point have my own. Like, you know, I love food, so yeah. she's a great cook. So why not, you know, have a cafe, have a space like and just have a creative space mm-hmm. where people can come. You know, you can eat, you can like you know, have poetry, do all you know, do all of that. Be able to tell your actual share actual stories and. Yeah. Um, talent so maybe in the future hopefully but um if that doesn't happen that's fine just as long as um truthfully my goal is to be able to have enough like you know have enough resources to provide education and holistic transformation be it like mental health counseling and my resources are the people that i know as mm. you know and the years in the industry education and people i've met Folks are so willing to give back and give their expertise and their time. So if people are the greatest resource, then to have these people at others' disposal, those have just come out and need that hand-holding to navigate back into society, then I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And I, I definitely think like a store like that where people can come in and relax and not be... Because I, I would like that place to have been Starbucks, but I always feel this pressure to buy something. <laughs> And if you have good Wi-Fi and plenty of, um, you know, open ports to plug into, like, power power ports, that would be awesome. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've actually been, Some like, building. brainstorming that idea of, like, is there a place we can open to, like, just a creative space for the community to come in and, yeah. and just be themselves and work on things and then eventually like network just because you're all in that space together so that's that's been something that we've been talking about doing actually yeah oh do it i love it yes yeah from the business perspective it's like how can it be self-sustaining right Mm -hmm. that's you'd have to sell coffee i guess (laughs) well i just i just don't want to feel the pressure because we need you know you go you know all of us as creatives have had to work in starbucks at some points right like like doing some typing and, and whatnot um and um, yeah, so I, I just think it'd be really cool to have a, a place like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I hope that happens for you guys. That's so great. Well, I, I hope it happens for you first. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just start working at your cafe. Yeah, exactly, you. <laughs> exactly. Gotcha. I'll add that to the the long to do list. <laughs> yeah. There are in um, photo shoots and like when people are trying to advertise their clothing, they usually choose um, 
the thin rail models, usually Caucasian, usually um, like super beautiful and like tons of makeup, tons of Photoshop. Um, but one thing that I really appreciated about the people that you choose to model your clothing, mm -hmm. they're very real people. Like they're like, you don't have to look at them and feel like I'll never add up to that kind of a thing. Like, cause it's not this weird Photoshopped, like unrealistic image. It's just, real people like me so I like when I was seeing all of the photos of the models it just it felt good it felt welcoming it felt like I could be a part of that so I just really appreciated that and I was just wondering if that was really intentional when you were doing that or it just happened to be that way very intentional mm -hmm. um all the models are people that I know they're all my friends because my friends really are some of the most beautiful people that I know mm -hmm. and it's more about their beauty inside you know just in and um, for me, it's curated images, like, you know, that perfectly crafted look, it's, it's not real. Mm -hmm. And if I'm trying to show up you know, authentically in this space and tell people like, hey, you're welcome as you are, this is how we are. I'm sure we just slap on some makeup sometimes because, <laughs> you know, there's lighting issues. Yeah. But, <laughs> but for the most part, you know, we just, I wanted people to be able to say, as you've said, oh, hey, that's me. Because that can be you. If you mm -hmm. have a story to tell and you're willing to, to share it, slap on this shirt <laughs> and <Yeah>. smile. <laughs> and you can be a model as, yeah, this is not, you know, just for, this is not for the gram. This is not for social media. This is to invite other people and mm -hmm. to say, hey, you're welcome. Yeah. This is your story. That's so important because I feel like a lot of, like, I mean, you were talking about this earlier, but just the unrealistic expectations that Instagram has on people and just like modeling and advertising. Um, it's, it can cause a lot of mental health issues and just like never being able to add up and not feeling good enough. And so um, I think it, it's really important what you're doing and that everyone has the ability to um, shine and look beautiful because they're being themselves, like their true selves. They're not trying to just mimic somebody else that they've seen. I think that's really awesome. When we talk about brands, artists, and businesses, um, where do you gain inspiration from when it comes to you know creating a shirt? I think you noted uh, you noted that the first one, like No Secrets, came from a conversation with a friend. But um, are there other places of inspiration when you're creating your shirts? A lot of like my shirt, like slogans and ideas have just come out of conversations, mm -hmm. to be quite honest. Um, I mean, <laughs> this is a story I should share. So the the name Broken Beautiful it came out of a conversation with my sister. You know, oh. I was, um, last year, I had a whole new concept, a whole different concept in mind for what I wanted, like my, lo my logo, my slogan to be. Spent quite a bit of money getting it done and I hated it. Oh, wow. <laughs> hated it oh wow I, I can't put this out in the world like at all i was so disappointed oh um and so you said what oh go ahead oh no sorry <laughs> and so my sister and i were talking and so she's like she's the brain she's the financial brains all the time money 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 you know mm. how are we gonna make money monetize this not so much so <laughs> i'm always broke and I was like, oh, Lejeune, you're so sweet. You're always broke. You're just giving everything away. You're Mercy. so generous, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, so I'm that girl now, you know? Yeah. yeah the girl that's pretty, but is always broke. Okay. <laughs> it's a running joke, um, which is fine. Again, no shame in my game. It's my story. But yeah. um, she was like, my sister literally was like, yeah, you're broke and beautiful. And I was like, oh, that's it. <laughs> Mercy. <laughs> I wonder if 
that's taken. So broke and beautiful was actually taken the domain name. But dot, I was like, no, 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 com. it's more than that. It's broken, like the broken beautiful. So I looked it up like, it's available. Yeah. And it makes more sense. Nice. And thus a company was born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all, you always got to check the domain name first. And so that's brokenbeautiful.com, correct? Yeah. And then we you know, changed up a little bit to the BU because that's important too. Mm. Yeah. I also own that. Yeah. Go right now to brokenbeautiful.com. There's a 30% uh, discount on the merch right now today. So now it's like, I just like, <laughs> she's like, what are you talking about? Don't, don't play with my money. Don't be. <laughs> Put in code Musty right now. <laughs> musty and that. beautiful. Yeah. No, that's, that's super cool though. And that's, I, I love those kind of conversations. I think like Musty Creative had the same kind of conversation too. So I, I, I actually, I also had a friend. He was creating his own company and he spent, I think, thousands of dollars and he was having trouble as well with the name that they that they were bringing to him. So I, I find it it's probably better to just, you know, have a conversation and have a yeah. name that comes that that you feel is right and you're mm-hmm. passionate about. Absolutely. And I know what I, I, I was telling other friends about it. They were like, yeah, broke, broke and beautiful. OK, <laughs> but um one particular friend said, "Like, no, your name is inspired." So, but I knew I picked the right one after mm-hmm. he said that. Yeah, it resonates. Mm-hmm. It definitely does. It definitely does. Mm-hmm. So, in the uh, you know, I think we talked about a little bit about your future plans. Um, but are there any other future plans that you know you like to talk about with Broken Beautiful? Do you have your five year plan? Well, give me your pitch right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> My five year plan. My last five years have been bananas no you know all plans that i make i hold on to loosely i mean Mm -hmm. people that know me know that i'm really passionate about exercise Mm -hmm. Um, it took me what how many years to lose about like 35 pounds Mm -hmm. i know what i I knew i knew i need to get healthy and so it was it's been a journey and it was Uh a slow one so you know having like a workout line is very important for me just yeah because yeah working out is important yeah. It's also the, the in, you know the inner work the work in <laughs> right call it right as well so um, the mental mental health mental health initiatives and awareness mm-hmm. is very important to me um, my very first post on Instagram I did mention I was at a, a rally in the Metropolitan Detention Center mm-hmm. to you know free the kids that are in cages um, I am an immigrant I'm you know born was born and raised in Jamaica so oh you were an experience yes oh I didn't know that. Don't let the Valley Girl accent fool you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, honestly, like the accent is, is, is the accent's perfect. I, I, I would never guess. Surprises, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, telling the immigrant story is very important to me. Mm. Just, I've seen how how hard immigrants like my mom and others have worked to be able to make a life here. And then at every turn, opportunities are being taken away. So now that we're coming up on, you know, on a very important election time, but even more so than that, just the immigrant experience and their livelihoods are being challenged. Um, Mm. That's, I think, a next step, not a five year plan. This is a now plan to be able to give voice to those who are still struggling with, you know, the broken legal system, immigration system and um, give voice to um, to their experience because they're thriving. So I hope to do some partnerships very soon with those who are um, doing the work and fighting the good fight along those who are, you know, be undocumented or also marginalized. So that's coming soon. Yeah, no, that that's that's awesome. And this is I, I, that's what I like about your brand. It's very authentic. It, it tells the, it tells 
a, a lot of people's stories, everyone's stories. And it's, it doesn't feel like, you know, again, if I see an, an ad for Gucci or something else, uh, I don't feel like I'm a part of that. Um, you know, <laughs> and so I, you know, I definitely, I definitely like where you're doing. I mean, even FUBU back in the day. I mean, I, I, I never felt fully a part of that either. So it's like, but I feel like I could be a part of Broken Beautiful. That's, that's, that's awesome. I love that. Here, thank you. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. It's resonating. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely it definitely is. Mm -hmm. So, is there a specific story of yours that you're dying to tell? Mm. Well, first I'll start with the story that I want to tell. And so, mm -hmm. um, there's a, a young man from my church, Isaiah Samaso um, Lee, and he was actually willing to model for me in my first photo shoot last um, November. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to make it. And I think less than a, a couple of weeks later, he was actually, um, he was jailed. He made a terrible mistake, mm -hmm. um, a fatal mistake, unfortunately. And, and now he's, um, you know, he's currently incarcerated. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, I'm looking forward to being able to share his story um, in his own words. Again, his, his mother and I and his family, we all go to the, the same church and, um, I want to tell his story correctly and do it justice. And mm -hmm. still, you know, it's still raw and it's still fresh. It's a very sensitive issue. Um, however, you know, he was, he is, let's say was, he is truly one of the best young men that I know. And his story just kind of mirrors a lot of people's stories. You know, life is just going a certain way and you make a mistake or you make a misstep and then your life changes, mm -hmm. but it's not over. You know, and yeah. I, I, I'm looking forward to when he's out and he can share his own story with the world through Broken Beautiful. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the one I'm looking forward to telling the most at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, usually, you know, when we ask this question, and it's not bad, but people usually answer from, like, a story they want to tell. That's It's beautiful. You want to you tell someone else's story. So that's really cool. Yeah. I, mean, I can't wait to be out. Mm-hmm. can we expect um from you in the in the near future are there any other projects you have coming along the along the you know, the pipe i think what i want to do is um on a personal level um, you know the, your brand is supposed to add value to the world you know I mean, we're always told you're supposed to solve a problem yeah you know? like, yeah okay all right i don't know what problems a t-shirt solves <laughs> the question <laughs> i'm constantly wrestling with but um, what I know that I do well is give encouragement, you know, and, um, and really listen to others. And so I'd like to be able to create a resource just based on my own you know, experiences and 
like listening to people's stories and encouraging mm-hmm. and um, put that out there in the world. So I hope to be able to, to release that at some point. I don't know what format people have been telling me forever. I should have my own podcast. I don't, I don't know how you guys do what you do. <laughs> do it. You should do it. Yeah. Camera and this and that. I just, uh, <laughs> that's a fair point. Yeah. But um, we'll see, you know, what, how I show up in that space, how I creatively get that done, whether it is a book or a, I don't know, or a podcast, not a TV show. I don't know. I don't know what I need that, but yeah, I do want to, <laughs> I feel strongly about that though. You know, just um, empowering other people and really guiding them with how to really listen how to be present and um, and how to encourage others because it just it makes such a difference. Yeah, I think a lot of times um, I know I personally struggled with. I'm not a creative, you know. I'm not like I, I really did struggle with that. Like I don't feel like I'm creative. I can't draw, you know. I can't paint. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I had like you know brain like Elon Musk and you know <laughs> the just to create something that's gonna make me money while I sleep. You know, right. but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that would be nice. I, yeah, right. Yeah, want to work on it. But just not really feeling like what I did had value or I could monetize it. We hear so much about that, you know. But, yeah. Um, these days, I just feel really more, um, I want to say, like, just sure that what I do, what I do, who I am has value. Yeah. I can't put a price tag on it. And so the best of who I am and what I have, I need to be able to put out there. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be valuable to someone so this if i'm a great encourager gotta find a way to you know empower others to do the same and to be a listener and to be a good friend and to be supportive and be an advocate you know there yeah that's that's where i am right now yeah i i mean i definitely think there's there's value in that in encouraging others and also you know we have to continuously push down that narrative or destroy that narrative that you know we have to you know draw well or paint well to be creative. I think all of us are creative. Every day we make creative decisions. It's just um, uh, just being introspective and kind of understanding what those decisions are and be like, oh, wow, that was a creative decision. Like, even the way you drive is kind of a creative decision. <laughs> the way you maneuver through traffic, you know, things like that. The kind of birds you might flip at people, you know, those are all creative decisions. Uh, the way you walk, a lot of people don't think about this, but the way you walk is a creative thing, right? You look at actors and the way they portray characters in film they have to get the walk right like there's a certain way that you know you said elon musk he walks or he talks right it, it, we do creative things all the time we're creative beings so that's that's really cool but yeah i would i would love to see you on a podcast this is not an ad for anchor but it is an ad for anchor <laughs> anchor.fm is the best podcasting platform in the world you should join it it's absolutely free and you can easily monetize and they have an app where you can record on your phone so just fyi I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, Lejeune. I wanted to ask one more question um, about just being, okay, I don't know if I'm saying the word right, femtrepreneur. Is that the first time saying that? But um, just being um, a black female entrepreneur, that's the same thing, right? As femtrepreneur. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, what is it like for you um just in the social climate that we're in right now. And um, do you find there's any struggles or, or is there anything that you would want to tell other black um, female entrepreneurs that are trying to start their own business right now as well? 
Yeah, you know, um, it's a really empowering time. I know when I first started out, I did like a business boot camp. Dr. Carrie Yazid, who um, she's a beauty brains in business. Um, I, I, people know that I'm really big on like black owned and supporting my people. And so um, and Khalila Wright, Mess in a Bottle, she's kind of like my inspiration. She's also Jamaican. Her business, her t-shirt business came out of um, the social unrest four years ago. And so she's doing phenomenally well, but also being authentic, like, you know, in her space. And it's good to see someone thriving. You know, she has multiple businesses you now. Um, and so when I saw all of that, you know, different boot camps and classes and this that I did, I recognized I'm like, this is such a great opportunity. You know, yeah. like again, back to you, like waking up. I don't. I didn't have to wait for the the, the nine to five paycheck and for someone to employ me. That's true. Employ myself. I worked so so hard for other people. I'm like, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna slack off for myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so. Yeah. It's like no. I'm gonna. I'm gonna work just as hard, even harder, right? Because this is some. This is my own baby. And um, so the women that I've talked to, especially, you know, not only black women, but you know, minority women that have been thinking about, you know, running their own business for a while, I say, just do it. Mm-hmm. You know, really just do it. There's one thing that I continue to hear. We'll never have enough time, money, support, you know, all the resources you want are not going to be there. But accomplishing anything just means taking one step at a time this time right now that we're in is perfect time because everyone's like buy black owned buy black owned we don't yeah. know how long <laughs> this is gonna last to be quite honest you know like support black businesses it may just be a trend yeah i read this morning that you know out to freddie gray uh, no excuse mm. me mike brown oh, okay away six years ago yeah michael brown six yeah years and then mm. now we're dealing with a whole new set of like you know um uprisings and killings and so Things go in cycles. Yeah. Time is going to pass, but what are you going to do with that time? And so right. strike while the iron is hot. You got an idea. There there are resources out there. I know a lot of times it can feel really lonely. It can feel really lonely, but there are resources and there are support. It's just about finding, like, you know, your right tribe, not being afraid to ask a lot of questions, you know, and to, to really just be hungry enough to like to reach out and do your homework and do your research, you know, cause there, there's so many, the network is just really expansive, but it's important to find what works best for you and what you're trying to do. A last question. Is there anything else you want us to, do you want to plug at this moment? Just plug all the things right now. Right now, you know, I just wanted to tell people to just use your voice, definitely use your voice and use your own platform. Understand that you have influence. Mm-hmm. Biggest thing on my heart right now is vote. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. your voice heard. I don't care, honestly. Like, just vote. Yeah, yeah. people. People died for the right for you to be, to be able to exercise that right. That's, That's true. Freedom, That's you know? true. So just use it. Don't be apathetic. Yeah. Again, like how we how we show up, what we do, and what we don't do matters. And yeah. It affects everyone, and so. From you, from you all using your platform to give others a chance to be able to, to, to speak to others. To, it's important. It's all important. So yeah, please just use your influence, no matter how small or big you think it might be. That's powerful. Yeah, that's so true. And yeah, I definitely agree. We got to vote mm-hmm. this November. We got to vote. We, yeah. we don't usually talk about politics. <laughs> well, yes. I, but I, if you're, if you're, if you're uh, able to vote please vote that's it you know we don't have to get more yeah. political than that just just use your use the power that's been given to you 
And um, mm-hmm. we just want to make sure too. So it's brokenbeautiful.com or bu.com. Broken, then B E Y O U. Yeah. Oh, okay. Broken, B U T full. Oh, okay. Got you. Broken, <laughs> brokenbeautiful.com. <laughs> and then uh, Instagram.com slash, is it broken? beautiful as well or is it broken yeah the same D-E-Y-O-U. Oh, okay okay very cool and you're still right you have to find your tribe take the next step and if it, any any of us uh, that are out there must be collective i know we talk about becoming better storytellers and obviously lejean is telling you know better stories uh through fashion and telling other people's stories and the marginalized out there as well uh, but if you want to take that next step just find uh, a mentor or a life coach reach out reach out to us i'm pretty sure lejeune if you reach out to her you know uh through dm or something or reach out to us through dm and then just you know just ask us a question and we can help guide you at least to the next step and just take it and don't be afraid and uh lejeune thank you again so much for being on this podcast the musty creative podcast we thank you very much and you have a wonderful day and everyone please check out instagram.com slash broken beautiful or brokenbeautiful.com or be- beautiful beautiful <laughs> I, okay we'll have to we'll have to we'll have to spell it we'll put it in the show notes but everyone check it out uh buy some merch i'm gonna buy a shirt and lejeune you know the shirt the custom shirt that i would like to have or uh, or if we yeah. can get that shirt i really would appreciate it your, your wife but one for you <laughs> yeah thank you so much for being on the podcast you have a great day thanks for having me you have an awesome day a beautiful day uh, yes a beautiful day <laughs> it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood <laughs> all right thank you so much take care bye bye <laughs>no, I, I do have fun, and these are amazing interviews. I'm so glad for everyone who comes on our podcast, especially thank you to Lejean Morris and Broken Beautiful for being on the podcast today. But I want to apologize for messing up the Instagram handle in the interview multiple times. <laughs> uh, so it's for, you know, for Broken Beautiful. So the handle for Instagram is Instagram.com, broken, the word broken, and then B-E-Y-O-U-T-I-F-U-L. B-U-T-I-F-U-L. And Lejeune's website is brokenbutiful.com. Go and follow my musty collective. So on last week's episode, we had Megan Wells on the show, and she told us to watch the movie Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga. Fire Saga. Which <laughs> which stars Will Ferrell, and it's on Netflix. Um, and it has that other lady, too. What's Rachel the, McAdams. There we go, Rachel McAdams, yeah. Yes. So Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams. And if, you, Ra- yeah. if you ever wanted them to, to sing Icelandic to you, watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to actually do a whole episode dedicated to this. Thank you, Megan, for that. Um, we... We're really interested in her review of it, so we were like, well, maybe we should watch this ourselves, and it was totally worth it. So stay tuned for that, and if you guys, the audience, have any projects that you're working on, you can let us know by posting on social media with the hashtag MustyCreative, and we will share you on the show. 
We want to thank our monthly supporters for helping us make this episode of the Musty Creative Podcast. With your support, we will be able to create better shows for you, interview more guests, and buy better equipment. Look here, we know that you're listening, Will Ferrell. We know that we have a massive audience, and our Musty Collective is growing stronger each day. So you can support us at anchor.fm slash musty and click on the support button. Thank you very much. That's all we have time for. Remember to leave us a review on iTunes and find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and anchor.fm slash musty. And check out our merch store at anchor.fm slash musty or mustycreative.com. Sorry about that. Now it's time to shower up. Give them a satisfaction they couldn't get any other way.